Hello and welcome to our new podcast, Dialed In. I'm Luke, the owner and founder of Garage Coffee, and I'm joined by Alice, James and Rosie as we dissect the latest issues in the hospitality industry. So hello and welcome to our first podcast. Uh, this is all very exciting and we're delighted to be with you today. Um, just a little uh, disclaimer, we're obviously all in isolation, self-isolating, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so we're all dialing into this, so apologies if there's any kind of interruption in the audio um, or audio quality. But um, without further ado, it's only right to introduce everyone. We've got Alex. Hello. James. Hello. <laughs> and Rosie. Hello. So the four of us make up the uh, the garage, um, the part of the garage team. Um, so we're finding ourselves with uh, very little to do at the moment. And that's why we're doing this. So I guess, guys, the, the first thing we should have a little chat about is how mad the last um, couple of weeks have been. Yes. To be honest. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was all very sudden. Um, I feel like well not just the hospitality world but everybody was kind of going along knowing knowing that this was a thing and then suddenly it hit and everything closed down pretty much well over a couple of days um so it's kind of been hard to get our heads around I'm sure you all agree yeah I think like like you said it was just so sudden I remember saying that one one week we were sort of planning for the next and then suddenly it just overnight was like just all came it was that's why it was so heartbreaking because it all happened so so quickly you couldn't be prepared Mm. for it yeah it's so true and like there there was just like so little we we could actually do to stop anything happening was it like literally like i remember we was it wasn't that long ago we sat around and had a meeting about how the next mm-hmm. year looks and all the plans we've got going on and um all of a sudden just everything comes to a halt and um for us like it's literally wiped out every single every single revenue stream apart from a little bit of um online orders we've got going on now which yeah. is great we appreciate but yeah it's just wiped everything well, the out thing is, it seems like everything kind of normal about life all plans are put on hold really aren't they so um you know not not even work it's it's holidays and and you know little things like seeing a film with your mate suddenly isn't a thing and um mm. it's a real hard thing to deal with emotionally not alone actually kind of um sitting in your house and, and figuring out what to do. yeah and definitely like just a loss of of purpose i think and That's, it's yeah everyone's it's hard to get your head around especially when some people in our society are like pushed to their limits at at this a time like this you know they're working flat out and then other people like may like us that we're normally working hard but we can't really do much now so it's quite weird a weird thing and I think that is the only thing that comforts me is knowing that everybody is in exactly the same boat apart from obviously those that are working yeah um uh, I mean, some people are still working, as you said, so, so hard. But most people that have, you know, had to stop working and that have had to shut down their businesses, we're all in the same boat. And that really brings comfort to me because um, it makes me think it's not a, a failure of our own. Just, mm. It's just something yeah. we're going to have to deal with. 
Mm. Yeah, it was it was it was something I was thinking about the other day. Like, you know, we're in a, in an industry where you're right. We're always working so much, and it's an industry which is open seven days a week. Um, and a lot of a lot of people who work in that, whether it's business owners or employees or whatever, they're working flat out. And most time, hospitality businesses are 365 days a year. So there's probably a lot of businesses like us who have been working hard for the last five years or whatever, or more or less, um, and all of a sudden have found themselves with you know nothing to do. And it's quite an unusual situation because especially in one we work so much and we're so busy, and I think yeah, we weird, were busier than ever, really, because we we had so many plans. Um, many plans. Since I mean, we've been busy since we started, really. But we we have a lot of development um, sort of planned, and uh, things were being put in place in order to to really stretch ourselves and do these new things. Um, and you know, mentally, you get excited for that and gear yourself up, and then when it's literally ripped away from you in like a couple of days it's it's it is really hard to just get your head around and think what the hell can i do the the, this is kind of a moment that the hospitality industry doesn't get a huge amount of um where we can we actually have time for pause and reflection uh, Mm. which is maybe something good to take from this i don't know if good's the right word but um you know very there's very little time to have the shop closed and to have a nothing where you can go do things am i am i hitting right markets am i talking to the right people am i, am I doing the, the most fulfilling work and and sometimes you don't have time to think about that because you're just throwing yourself at work and and now now even from from the lowest level of hospitality all the way up to business owners, you've got time to go, what is this really about? Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I mean, f- from our point of view, like as a, as a owner of a small business, it's um, obviously a time of, it's a really weird time because, you know, we, as we said, we spend so much time building something up and working towards something for it all to just stop. But how have you guys found it as kind of, from the point of view as, of employees, um, what, what's kind of your your thoughts on the situation? How the government's responded? Do you think it's been a kind of appropriate response for people in this industry and 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 beyond? I mean, I think I actually am pleasantly surprised. I what? I think it's been a bit slow, and we've all been a bit like in limbo and all a bit worried about where we stand. But I think they have slowly started to bring in the right support and think of everyone. Um, there's always more that can be done, but actually, I didn't expect to get, you know, the support that they have. For me, yeah. if they'd started a week earlier, um, in terms of yeah. getting businesses prepared, you know, even not announcing a, a kind of new thing, but going, hey, this this is where we're going, because mm. there was no, it was so sudden, and if if we had. Mm. For me, if we had a heads up, if if we do this, this is how it's going to go. You know, we could have prepared the shops a little more, and we could have. Yeah, I think everything should have been a week yeah. earlier, really, in terms of like thinking about the economy and and sort of the health and well being of people. Like, I don't know, it's just strange to to know that we we were seeing what was happening like in places like Italy, um, and yeah, it was like still not you know we could have i'm sure that 
just seems like the government could have acted a week earlier like um and things might have been yeah less shocking and less panicky i don't know but i think we were literally that week before we closed we were i think we were all exactly the same we were all so anxious and so worried and and thinking like what if what if the government aren't going to shut shops what if they're not going to support us are we just going to have to plod along through this and we were just so worried but at the same time at the same time though i think i was a bit complacent about it all yeah because because i wasn't getting the message that it was as serious from from the government so so uh, there's something valid to say which you never think is going to happen to you yeah uh, from so the public true. reaction that's very much the case from from the majority i think there's select individuals particularly in, in uh, the nhs and who kind of knew what they needed to do but were waiting for the for the starting one basically yeah yeah, it's 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 so weird, and I, I I'm pleased that we made the decision when we did to close the shop because it was a, a week ago Thursday, mm. um, just before kind of the official shutdown. That came it's only been a week. Yeah. I know. Can you believe oh, that? that? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's been one week. What the hell? It's sort of like years and years <laughs> that we've not been making golf before. So, uh, but there we are. Well, I think you know. Hopefully, we we we're all now. Everyone's in the same boat. All the shops are closed. We're all, you know, singing to the same tune. Hopefully, um, we can hopefully all get over get over this quick and and get those shops open as soon as possible. But who knows when that's going to be? Yeah. But with all the negativity, we have some positivity, and that's um, many reasons why we decided to do <laughs> nice this podcast. Nice little segue there. <laughs> Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so when when we can, we we had a, a video call, the four of us at the beginning of, of the week on Monday, and we were decided that um, we wanted to do something to um, not go completely mad from isolation, but also um, something for the industry and something that I've I've also, I've been thinking about for for months as many things, but. Um, a good a good idea to have a chat with some some great people, but also discuss some issues in the food and drink hospitality sector, um, and and also share some information because I think one thing that's often quite um, clear in in this industry is that information doesn't always get shared. So, um, what do you guys think? What I mean, what do you think this podcast can do for the sector, and, and what what are we try? I think to you're right in that a lot of the time information doesn't get shared between small businesses and I think not really through anyone's fault because obviously like we were saying everyone's like always like pedal to the metal like really like focusing and working hard so there's not often time to stop and think about it um, about making connections as such apart from people that maybe you do supply or work with that sort of thing so yeah I guess taking the positivity from this situation that we weirdly find ourselves in now and just making those connections and and building a bit of a stronger community um in in a time like this and that can go on to hopefully you know inform and um like support everyone when we come out of this as well i think that's what i think more than ever small businesses are having to club together um and I think actually I've seen it so much on social media and stuff, you know, small businesses supporting each other. And yeah, that's just so important now. And hopefully we can carry that on afterwards. I don't even think, like as Alice said, 
I'm not even sure it's a on purpose not yeah I think it's just that it's just so been so busy and but this is actually probably a perfect opportunity to share our knowledge and yeah I like it I think um we all kind of tend to live in our little pockets in the hospitality industry um not even in terms of sector but in terms of um our own kind of even our own shops our own businesses at the end of the day we're all doing the same thing and you can learn so much just from having a chat about that um something i really kind of a sector of the hospitality industry i really aspire to is it's the beer industry where um there's so much kind of collaboration and discussion going on brewer to brewer and drinker to drinker as well and um, and the the um customer uh brewer kind of connection is so much more and i just um then i particularly in coffee i think and um i think podcasts like this can really kind of shove those doors open and and give everyone kind of the opportunity to collaborate and talk and discuss and actually go what are we doing here and why do we do it why do we like doing yeah so true and and i think you know we have um is is an industry where as we were saying earlier everyone works so much and everyone's so busy and no one has any time um so actually things like this which are going to be short short kind of insights into the industry um give the opportunity to have a listen have a think about what other people are doing learn from other people's ideas um and if you can take away something from it then that's great um but we should all be collaborating you know it's there's there's healthy competition you know obviously um but but that that's fine and a healthy competition is good to to make a whole world yeah there's i I think definitely healthy competition is is fine but i do agree like with what james was saying in that you know we can have more collaboration as well and um like I don't know there's the competition element is is really important but yeah just to understand that if you're interested in what you know our industry you know we can all be sort of have something to give to each other as part of it um and and have more talk and discussions and just I don't know yeah generally widen our little bubbles and um yeah just have we've probably got a lot more in common that than than we think maybe um and i think it's really easy to get like to differentiate between um competition like because i think it's easy to be quite precious about your own your own business and your own ideas Mm. um so it's trying to um establish you know what you can share and what you can keep yeah definitely and like i think it, it yeah it's easy to fall into that trap and you know, I'm not. I'm not saying anyone has or hasn't, but it is easy, especially when it's a small business and you, you know, you need to have an identity and you need to have have a key sort of aim or key um, thing that you're working towards. It's easy to sort of maybe become a bit narrow-minded, I guess, in that in that sort of sense. But um, yeah, like we can all appreciate what what each other are doing a bit more, I think, and that's where this this sort of podcast and these discussions will like be helpful I think and hopefully really inspiring to everyone like taking part and listening and now we're joined by Kate Foreman of Hut 55 and the Post Room hi Kate hi Hi. so 
Um, we're going to kick off by asking you some quick fire questions. Okay, go for it. Okay, so what is your perfect coffee shop order? Um, I'm a flat white kind of girl. Um, and then I tend to switch over to pour over or a good filter in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm out and about, I will always, without fail, buy some kind of cookie or biscuit to go with whatever I'm ordering because I just can't say no. Mm, very good. Excellent choice. <laughs> um, what about your favourite cuisine and why? Um, dim sum all day, every mm. day. Um, and I can and I will eat literally mountains of it. Um, <laughs> I never made it myself. I'm really bad at doing anything like that. Um, but um, I will always kind of hunt it out wherever we're traveling. Um, and yeah, we'll devour it. Um, <laughs> I can't say I've ever had dim sum, to be honest. No, I haven't. Oh, you've got to. I know. Sounds great. What is it? It's all sorts of little tiny parcels of joy. <laughs> <laughs> is it? They're like the steams kind of. Yeah, like steamed buns. Bun kind or, of thing, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe oh, I have that, yeah. Mm, very good. Nice. Um, what is your dream holiday destination? Um, well, I'm supposed to be flying to Sri Lanka in a couple of days, oh. Um, oh. which is clearly not happening now. Um, so it'd be quite nice if I could actually go on that holiday at some point. <laughs> um, other than that, um, I love um, Southeast Asia and traveling around anywhere where I can eat sort of slightly dodgy street food. Um, and my best holiday was um, backpacking around Myanmar, which oh, was pretty cool. Wow. Amazing. That was much more exciting than my answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, what song do you like to start your day with? Uh, well, we open one of our cafes at 5am, so we tend to kick in music there quite early. Um, and with that, we tend to always be listening to either old school Motown or Fleetwood Mac first thing in the morning. Great. Um, or if I'm at home, the team constantly mock me because I just listen to Radio 4 a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Um, and this is a very important question. Cats or dogs? Dogs every day. Aww. Dogs every day. Absolutely the right. <laughs> yeah, answer. of course. Um, I've got a Romanian rescue called Ralph, um, and he's like a fluffy mess. Um, but he's basically the love of my life. I think. Oh, dogs are just the best, aren't they? Yeah, he's awesome. He's absolutely loving us being at home all the time as well. He's going to be so sad when everybody has to go back to work. Oh, whenever <laughs> that day sad. may come. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, lovely. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll crack on to a bit more kind of uh, general conversation. Um, so a good place for us to start is for you to tell us a little bit about uh, about your business, Kate. And, um, well, tell us, tell us about what you do. Well, I've got um, two takeaway coffee shops um, in Deal. Um, they're a bit different from one another. The first one is um, called The Post Room, and it's at Deal train station. And it's mainly serving commuters early in the morning. Um, We're only open in the morning and then we shut at lunchtime. Um, So it's mainly people traveling up to London. Um, And then we have a second place called Hut 55, which is basically a really glorified beach hut. Um, And it's set on the beach itself uh, in Deal. And one half is sort of coffee and picnic food and a bit like a tuck shop. Um, And then the other half is bike hire. Oh. Oh, she's gone there. Hello? Hello? Oh, she's there. Hello, yeah, we're still, still there. there. We, we got to the other half. So do you want to just carry on from that point a bit? What, took about yeah, half yeah. 
Okay. Um, and the other one is called Hut 55, um, and it's basically a glorified hut on the beach. Um, and one half of it is sort of coffee shop um, and food, picnic food and sort of like a tuck shop. And then the other half is bike hire. Okay, nice. Perfect. Um, so do you want no, more? No, no, that's great. No, no, that's fine. Um, okay. Yeah, so how did you get into the hospitality industry? Um, you know, what sort of made you want to venture into this? Um, it was a bit of a whim, really, that I ended up doing it. Um, I'm a journalist by trade, um, and I was working as a digital editor for women's magazines. Um, and I quit um, in a kind of drop mic moment with no real plan about what I was going to do with my life. Um, and after sort of a few weeks sort of musing on the idea, I decided that I wanted to do something to do with breakfast or brunch. But I really didn't know what that meant. Um, and then the space at the train station became available and it all just seemed to make sense. It was really small. It could be staffed on a really lim limited number of people um, and the overheads were quite low. So it meant I could sort of try getting into the industry and dabble with it without financially ruining mm. myself if it all went horribly mm. wrong. Um, so we decided to just go for it. Um, and yeah, so I set up there and originally it was just me and the coffee machine and like a couple of sandwiches um and it just grew really and now we have a sort of team of about five that work there um and we offer all sorts of food and drink and um we do breakfast delivery sometimes at the weekend as well so we've really just sort of grown it um over the last four oh. years was there anyone um in the in that site before you were there yeah, there was a coffee shop there originally, um, but when we took it over, we sort of redid it all yeah. um, and redecorated everything. Yeah. And it, it worked quite well because I was a commuter for quite a long time before I quit. Um, so I had a reasonable understanding of what it meant to be getting the train mm. every day and what you needed from a coffee shop sat in the station. So um, that's it seemed to work from that I point of view. I think that's important is um, sort of creating something that you yourself would enjoy and you yourself know what the demand is yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So, um, I mean, we, we started working together when you were just opening Hut 55. Um, so that was 2018. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah, happy days. Like, uh, oh, no time at all, but also ages ago. So um, how have you found, obviously you opened Hut 55 following on from the success of the post room. How have you found that running two sites work for you? Um, it's been really challenging, but really exciting. I mean, they're very different businesses, um, which makes it interesting. Um, I mean, the Hut 55 is completely off the grid. So we have to take in all our own water every day and take away the grey water at the end of the day. Um, and the coffee machine has to be gas powered, which was an issue in itself to try and yeah. work out um and then everything else is solar so even just dealing with that when we initially opened was quite tricky to work out just like how much water are you going to need to do yeah. a 10-hour shift and how much power can we feasibly run before everything just stops <laughs> working um so yeah that was good um but we, we after a while you kind of get the hang of it and i'd like to think we're in the swing of it now um, and the other problem we had really was that we, we produce all the food ourselves. So we make most of the cakes and everything ourselves and all the rest of it. And to begin with, we were doing it all out of the kitchen up at the train station, which is like one and a half meters yeah. squared and open to all the public. It's just basically the counter and we have like a tabletop yeah. oven. So 
it was quite a lot of quantity to try and produce out of sort of one counter space. Um, and so this year we've taken over a, an additional unit and turned it into a commercial kitchen. So hopefully it'll be a bit Oh, amazing. You'll have loads of space. Loads of room. We can do loads more <laughs> stuff. Think of all the food. Yeah, that's the exciting thing, I think, like thinking how you can, what more you can do, especially with food. Like I love food. Um as we all do um but yeah once you've got the space to do it it's you know so much you can your imagination can go so much more wild mm. yeah, yeah exactly. that's what we found when we moved into our, our new shop in canterbury because we had a whole yeah. big kitchen there and uh, before we were using great local bakers and local producers to buy stuff in but we had the opportunity and with rosie rosie's a, a very talented baker so we can now produce all our stuff in house which is amazing um, to to do that. Yeah, it also takes away some of the risk of it as well because it means like for us it means we can make one cake for example and if it doesn't sell then we know it doesn't it doesn't work and we haven't really lost anything other than like a few quids worth of ingredients but if you're having to buy everything yeah. in all the time with minimum orders it's a bit of a risk sure. to start sort of stocking lots of new lines when you're not sure whether they're going to yeah. work yeah absolutely yeah um so both of your sites are quite takeaway focused. Um, do you think you'd ever want a shop with indoor seating? Well, initially that was always my aim, but now I feel like we've kind of found our niche in takeaway um, and I really enjoy it. It's interesting to try and work within those constraints, um, both from a coffee point of view and from food. Um, it like creates a whole new world of challenges. Um, and I also really like the pace. It's much faster. Um, we get to see so many people sort of constantly, and it's really fun. So I think I'd probably, if we did anything else, I'd think I'd probably stick to being takeaway again. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it, yeah. You don't have people hanging around too much, which is sometimes quite advantageous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Being diplomatic there. Um, so, yeah. uh, uh, with that, really, what what would you? And we've touched on it a bit already. But what would you say the the biggest challenges of running a takeaway focused business is? Um, particularly with the train station, the issue is consistency at mm. speed. Um, I think if you're coming into a commuter cafe every day you're coming at the same time you want exactly the same thing and you want to know that if Sharon makes it on a Monday or Sarah makes it on a Friday it's going to be exactly mm. the same and that you're not going to miss your train um, and I think that is where you have to really hone in on your staff um, and make sure that what you're using is quality to begin with so that you're always like the, the quality of what you're offering is never compromised by the fact that you're having to do everything at a slightly quicker pace. Mm. Yeah, no, that's very brave. I like the what you said there about quality, like starting with great quality. And I think that's something we always, um, Luke, we always focused on a lot is that even if it costs a little bit more, but you're getting the quality and the consistency is, is sort of key um, in business, I think. And yeah, I think customers returning. Yeah, and, and like we're, we're both in the, of the same kind of mantra that we'll want to do high quality stuff so why wouldn't you and when you when you're so passionate in your business and you want to do good things why wouldn't you invest in the best that you can get um to exactly. make it to make it work and you don't want to be passionate about something that isn't the best really i think so yeah it's good yeah fun. that's good fun um you kind of answered what i was going to ask next about um customers in a hurry in the morning is that kind of quite a lot of pressure uh, upon you and your staff um um i think the main thing with that is is all about who your staff mm -hmm. are um 
I mean, we are very fortunate that I have the happiest, most positive team you are ever likely to meet. Um, and when I interview people to come and work for us, I don't necessarily need to know that they have vast amounts of coffee knowledge or can make the perfect latte. Like we can teach people mm. that stuff. We can train people up. What I can't do is teach somebody to turn up at 5 a.m. with a smile mm. on their face and be proactive and if you if you can't do that from the get-go you're never going to be able to do it so we always start our trial shifts at 5 a.m and half of the people that come in for interview never ever turn up for a trial <laughs> shift because their alarm goes on and they're like oh no it's too early 4 30 no too early so um yeah i think if you're getting the train every day like the last thing you want to do is come into a coffee shop and see somebody miserable behind the counter reminding you that it's really early and it's cold out and it's raining you want to see somebody happy yeah. um and so yeah that's that's how we have to always like keep our customers happy yeah for sure it's yeah so important you want to have that nice but as you say like the the positive like you can't you can't teach someone an attitude can you like that no. is, and i always say the same like it's just so important to get the right person through the door as a staff member because you know we're, we're the same as you you know we can teach people how to make coffee we know we know all about coffee and that's what we do so that's easy it's actually having a, a good attitude and, and being able to get on with the job in hand is that is the hardest thing but it's so much nicer to work with a happy team as well you know mm. sometimes those shifts are long and sometimes they're tough and sometimes they're super busy but if you've sort of got a solid happy team that's positive about the situation it you know works so much better yeah yeah I found that that was really evident through everything we've been going through at the moment as well that it's been really hard obviously for all of us and our team was so flexible and supportive and positive about the situation and I think that that was really sort of like bounded out throughout the industry that everybody felt that kind of way um which was really nice hello hello yeah you still me? got you yeah <laughs> oh rose is gone that's right we'll carry on she'll join in a minute oh, okay <laughs> um so obviously, you know, touching there on, on what on what the COVID nineteen outbreak has, has done and, and has caused the industry to just grind to a halt. How 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 what what do you what do you kind of see the future for your businesses at this stage and how long do you think it's gonna to take to recover when we can reopen? I mean, it's really hard, isn't it? No one really knows at the moment how long we're going to go be out for or how long it's going to take us to sort of claw back to where we were. Um, but I think what's interesting and the question that we should probably be asking ourselves is how we can use this time as a company and indeed as an industry to come out of it better the other mm. side. Like who, do, who do we want to be when all of this is over mm. um, and try and find a positive slant on this sort of really horrible situation um, and use it to our advantage for the future? I mean, when we opened the, the station, um, the same week we opened, um, there was a massive landslide and half the train track went into the oh, sea um, and they stopped all the trains running. Um, so for the first six months of business, we took about £16 a day because there was no trains. No. But I think what what we did with it was that we took the opportunity, we built like a garden area out in the train station car park. It was like our own little tropical oasis. And we really honed in on our menu and our offering so that when things were up and running again, we were ready to attack it and we were fully functioning. Mm. And I'm planning to do the same thing with this situation. Mm. Um, we're already kind of working on our menu. I've basically spent the last couple of days 
sort of testing lots of things and you know writing ideas down and hopefully we can use some of that going forward yeah i think that's all we can do isn't it like you have to be positive about this situation um and you know kind of the reason we're behind the, the podcast because we've got so many people up and down the country in the hospitality industry who um for the first time in perhaps years have got time to to do something because normally everyone's working flat out so mm. we've got to be positive and we've got to make the most of the situation and um when when we can reopen and we can get going again we're just got to go for I think that's, ahead. Um, that's something we touched on earlier as well saying sort of mm. uh, don't often get time to pause um when you're so so busy um with work so it's actually kind of nice to reflect and think about what we can do better, what is positive, what works so well. Yeah. And I mean, the, the public are going to come out of this different as well. So we have to try and work out what a post-pandemic customer is essentially going to want in the future, what they're going to want from the industry and what they're going to want from coffee shops going forward. Yeah. And that's quite hard to predict at the moment. Yeah. But... Yeah, we'll have to start thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And and how have you found kind of the, the response from the government to the situation? Do you think they've acted in a, in a good way or do you think they should be doing more um, to do, more to support small businesses? I think time will tell. Mm. I think at, at the moment there's a lot of encouraging noise, but as you probably find as well, there's not really any consistency in information at the moment or all the things that have kind of been muted haven't really come to fruition yet. So hopefully by april sometime we'll yeah. know a little bit more um i think it and very much for the staff as well is that they're all kind of turning around asking us what what's going to happen mm. and at the moment we don't really have anything reassuring to say so i'm hoping that by mid-april we'll have a we'll have a much more positive outlook on yeah all the support. i think fingers crossed we have to but uh yeah, yeah i think you're absolutely right it's a lot of a lot of encouraging noise a lot of things that kind of seem to tick the boxes but the proof's going to be in the pudding isn't it and we just have to wait and see yeah so oh, it's hard isn't it it's obviously going to take a while for all this systems to be put into place yeah. um so we'll just we'll just cross our fingers and hope that it all works i mean i think things are still changing <laughs> yeah. every day aren't they it's like it's so hard to keep up with with what's going on like nothing seems to be set in stone and that i think the unknown it's sort of is the thing that scares me the most sort of not really knowing where where you stand what's going on mm -hmm. yeah i think the reassuring thing is we are all in it together and we're all in the same boat so um we're all going along that that journey you know along the same path and that's what we've just got to kind of keep holding on to yeah exactly mm. so anyway looking to the future Yes. Um, what are you? Are you once we're all back and open, and um, the, the beach is packed in deal, and the commuters are going up to London as they do normally? How are you looking to develop further, and are you planning any more more sites, more takeaway outlets, or what's your future plans? Um, the hut's only been open a year, so my plan going forward at the moment is just to build on that. Um, we've only just started to sort of tick off some of the things on our bucket list. Um, like last year, we started doing things like. Um, beach breakfast yoga classes um where people would come and do a yoga class on the beach then they'd all go for a swim and then we'd give them breakfast and coffee and that went really okay. well and it was hugely popular um and now that we've seen we can do things like that i'd like to do a lot more of that this year with some other classes and events um and now we have the kitchen space as well. I want to do things like brunch on the beach and big picnics on the beach and stuff like that so i think mm. we're going to focus on 
expanding that offering um, this year. And then who knows? Yeah, so much potential with that space as well. Like just just the most beautiful part of the beach. And oh, yeah, it's lovely. It's just on, on the right day, it's just absolutely perfect, isn't it? It's it's the best and worst place in the world because when it's sunny, <laughs> yeah. it's, you couldn't be anywhere else. It's lovely. If it's hammering it down with rain and the wind is howling in the wrong direction... Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you yeah. do on days like that where it's so sort of rainy and there's no one on the beach. Do you just close or? Um, we've so the first sort of year we opened. So the sort of winter before last, we um we were open all winter long, um, and we kind of trudged through December and January and everything, trying to see. You know, it's the same with any any business that you open. You don't really know where your market's going to be at what time of day or what time of the year. So we kind of trudged through it all to see. And it was really bleak in the winter. So um, this winter we closed um, in November. Um, and we've literally just been open a week before all this kicked off again. Um, and that, that works much better. I think you have to accept the limitations of what you're offering and we are a summer business and then there's something quite nice in that that we can just be a seasonal summer business and it focuses in on what we what we offer you know we're we're all about being outside on the beach and having picnics and going on bike rides and you know eating scotch eggs and things like that and that really focuses in our brand um whereas Mm. i think trying to be open all year round made us lose sight of that a little bit um so yeah that's that's how we're doing it if it's if it's raining on a saturday and we've got to about three o'clock then we often do shut a little bit early. yeah <laughs> it's i think it's bleak. quite like um yeah as you say bleak and like quite demoralizing when it's so grim outside you're trying to sort of run your business and keep happy and positive it can be really tough to carry on like that sometimes yeah, we're very lucky now that we've been there a while that we have a lot of very like regular customers. So people will come regardless. Like We have a lot of dog walkers and people that drive up and get what they need and then head on their way, which is nice. Um, but I did have to get all the staff hot water bottles um, and they all went out and bought dungarees and if it's a really cold day they will put the hot water bottle down the front of their dungarees and get on with their jobs. You, need to get yeah. them these, you can get these waistcoats that have like heaters in them. Need to get them. Yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, we go. Oh, perfect. Oh, lovely. Well, that is um, that's that's great. Thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with us, Kate. And I'll let you um, get back to the busy world of uh, lockdown. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me, guys. <laughs> oh, pleasure. And we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. See you later. Bye. And there we have it, our first podcast. Thank you so much to Kate from the Post Room and Hut 55 for uh, providing us with our first interview. Um, and of course, James, Alice and Rosie for your contribution. We'll be back every week um, for the next few weeks whilst we're in this um, state of pan- pandemia, pandemic, whatever. And um, look forward to seeing you again soon. I don't know what the, the kind of thing to do here now is, is to say like our podcast or share our podcast, but whatever you do, hopefully listen um, and enjoy. And um, yeah, see you next week.